Shomalechem Rabotai, Mishnah Yomi is continuing. Yesterday we began the second parak in Shabbos, the famous Bemeimadlikin, how to light up. And Baruch Hashem, today is Rosh Chodesh Kislev, so Hanukkah's fast approaching, so we're going to learn about lighting lamps today. And it's also Yom HaHodot, so we can give thanks, Baruch Hashem, that we are Osik in Torah. Good, so we're in the second parak, Mishnah Gimel. Kol Hayotzim and Etz, anything that comes out of the Etz, out of trees, Ein madlikin bo. We don't use that as the wick. Ela pishtan. Only flax. Now you might say, well, flax isn't isn't really a tree. Is is flax a tree? Well, yes, because in Sefer Yehoshua, when we're talking about um, Rachav the Zona hiding the spies in Yericho before the walls came tumbling down, she was hitting the spies. It says v'tim v'tit menem v'pishte ha'etz. She hid them in the flax of the tree. So it sounds like her roof was made of long bundles of flax that were kind of standing like a tree or leaning somehow, and she hid them among there. So the soldiers, the Yericho police, could not find them, and then they were able to escape. And that's how Rachav the Zona hid the, the Israelim, and then she was saved also. I heard somewhere, and if, if someone finds out, please please let me know, that the Eitz Hadat itself might have been Pishtan, might have been flax. So that's Tzorachiyun, maybe that's some mystical stuff going on. Anyway, let's get back to the Mishnah. So that's called a tree, so you might have thought you can't use flax, so Kamashwan, you can use flax, even though it's called a tree. And of course, you can use normal things like cotton and hemp and all sorts of wicks. Koliyotse Minaetz, and while we're on the subject of things coming out of trees, they don't cause impurity of being under the tent, Ela Pishtan, only Pishtan does. So if your tent is made of tree stuff and there's a mate underneath, it does not legally create a tent, but if it's made of flax that's been processed into the tent, then it does. And the reasoning here is the Mishkan itself is called an Ohel, and the Mishkan was not made of tree stuff. It was made of linen and cloth, but it was not made of trees. Um, so to the tents we're talking about by ritual impurity, by the met, the dead body under the tent, are like the mishkan, and they don't come from trees. Uh, so we're, we're continuing in the Mishnah, but tilat habeged. If it's made out of twisted, you know, rolled up cloth, you had a square of cloth and you rolled it into a column, into a wick, shakipla. So you, you rolled it. You didn't singe it yet. Rebbelezer says it's Tamea. So the Bartnuri here explains it has to be a minimum size to get Tame, not just a shred of cloth. That's not a Kli. It can't get Tame. It has to be three by three. That's by three by three finger breaths, which means it's big enough to be clothing because it could be used to patch your clothing. Therefore, it's a Kli. It could become Tame. And uh, Rebbelezer says the ain mudlikin bow, that we don't use it as a wick, because it can be makabotuma here. Abikiva mer tahura um mudlikin ba. Abikiva says it is tahur. Abikiva is saying when you roll it up, even if it was big enough before to be a kli, to be a piece of clothing, a beged, uh, once you roll it up, it's no longer a beged, it's now a wick. And there's a discussion in the Bartanura about Yom Tov. When you're lighting your candles and it's Yom Tov Erev Shabbos, so it's Yom Tov and it's Friday and you're lighting the candle, if this was a very small piece of cloth and it's it's a Kli now, but when you start lighting it, so the rule is, and we're going to see this in Hilchot Hanukkah too, when you study about lighting Hanukkah Nerot, you should hold the match or the fire source, not using a match on Yom Tov. 
So you hold the fire source near the wick until it actually takes hold, till the fire mamish takes hold of the candles you're lighting, both for Shabbos, for Hanukkah. So if you do that to this itty-bitty piece of rolled-up cloth, it's going to be less than three by three. It's no longer a clean. It's like you're breaking the kli and creating shivrei kelim on yundav, which we can't do. You can't create shivrei kelim. You can't break kelim, making muksa pieces on yuntav, and the act of lighting it would do so. So the Bartner explains that's what's going on here. Great, let's go on to Mishnah Dalit. Lo yikov adam shvoferet shel beitza. Do not make a hole in an eggshell. Don't make a holy eggshell. Vaymolena shemen and fill that eggshell with oil. Vitneno pioner and then put it above your lamps. You have a lamp which contains oil already, and you're adding an extra reservoir. Uh, you're adding this eggshell with a hole in it as an extra reservoir of oil, kind of to make your lit your lamp last longer. So that it drips in. It might also function as a dimmer. Even if this eggshell is not actually eggshell, but it's earthenware. It's like a little extra piece of pottery with a hole in it to drip in the oil. Or Yehuda Matir. Yehuda allows it. If when they made the lamp, they made like an extra receptacle on the top, because really it would be one kli attached. So you could add extra oil in the extra oil reservoir for extended run times on those long Shabbos nights when you're having a long dinner. Mishnah continues, Lo yimole adam et kara shemen. Don't fill up a bowl of oil. ner, and put it next to your your Shabbos ner. And put the head of the wick or another wick into it. So what's going on is you have, imagine your nair on the left with its own oil reservoir. And it's connected by a wick to a bowl of oil on the right with oil in it. And you're kind of adding more fuel, a longer runtime. Uh, and this wick is going to draw the oil from the bowl into the nair. Rabbi Yehuda Matir. Rabbi Yehuda does allow it. The concern in all these cases is if you have oil in another receptacle and it, it's not the original lamp, somebody might dip his finger into the oil. You know, he's got a dry finger. He's got dry lips or something. So he wants lip balm. He wants a finger oil. And uh, he sees this bowl of oil. He doesn't realize that the, the lamp is also drawing from this bowl of oil. He'll dip his fingers in it. And that's mechabe. That's extinguishing because he's removing fuel from his Shabbos Nerot. And be the same who would do Hanukkah Nerot if you set them up like this. We don't want to use the oil. That's Hanukkah Nerot. So Nerot Oladu Kodeshem. Uh, so it'd be the same, the same issue. So in all of these cases, the Chachamim are, are concerned. Barner explains why they're concerned uh, in different cases to different extents. You know, uh, that someone might dip his finger in the eggshell or the cheris or the separate bowl. Rabbi Yehuda is not concerned and allows these extravagant extended runtime setups for your neirot. Shkoyach rabotai, good chaydish zaygezunt.